and welcome back to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast here on DK Sports Radio. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Dale Lolly, my friend and co-host. Dale, James Conner is gone. He's off to the Arizona Cardinals. He's gone at free agency like we knew he would be. And once again, Dale, it becomes plainly obvious that the Steelers' plans this offseason is going to be to get a high-powered top tier running back to boost their roster yeah I, I don't know you know if people didn't think that was the case before uh this should just drive that point home there are no fallback plans here at this point i mean if you if you look at the uh other options that are out there in terms of veterans there just aren't any uh it just it, it's barren right now you got to go get one in the uh, in the draft it seems clear to me. It seems so clear to me. And first of all, Dale, you and I pointed this out before the draft process process even really started. It was like, you know, once, especially once, once, once already said it, it was just like, okay, they're going to do something serious here. Um, but I, I look at, I look at this, I look at this roster and, you know, it's obvious with Benny Snell, Jalen Samuels, Kalen Balaj, you know, Anthony McFarland, there's nobody they're going to trust there. And there, and like you said, there's nobody on uh, you know, the, the one thing that if for the, for the, the, the don't draft a running back early crowd, that seems to be really strong still in Steelers Twitter. Um, the, the one thing that if you were going to hope for that to change for that to not happen, you're going to hope that James Conner returned. And that just wasn't happening despite how good of a story he is coming from Erie playing for Pitt and then playing for the Steelers and, you know, and him beating cancer. It's an, and he's an amazing story, but at the end of the day, amazing stories don't just win football games. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you start looking at what's remaining out there, it's, it's, it's Todd Gurley. It's, you know, uh, people have been, well, they need to go sign Adrian Peterson. He's 36, 36. folks. He's 36. 36. Frank Gore. Uh, you know, uh, the only guy that is still out there that would even slightly interest me would be Wayne Gallman. And I'm not even a huge Wayne Gallman guy. Yeah. That's just, uh, he's not a starting running back. That's just get, you know, as a, as a number two guy, there's just no other options out there. You have to draft one of those top three guys. You have to. That that that's what it is to me. You you wrote it in your talking point. I made it my Carter's classroom last week. It's just it's clear cut. You need a playmaker at the position. And again, again, I keep pointing this out because people say, well, you know, a running back isn't going to solve all your problems because you still need a better offensive line. Look, when this team had a when Le'Veon Bell was the running back, there were days where the Steelers' offensive line wasn't kicking butt all the time. Let me ask you this: for the people who say that. How many of the Steelers offensive linemen from the seventies mm-hmm. are in the hall of fame? One. Yep. One. They uh, now, now they had some good players. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, this is not to discount what those guys did, but they had one hall of famer uh, offensive lineman on that team. They had a hall of fame running back. Mm-hmm. They had another back who was a thousand yard back. The running back makes your line better. It raises all boats. I don't know what people don't understand about that. You can take a bad or an average offensive line uh, or below average offensive line and make them look a lot better with a great running back. See Dalvin Cook in in Minnesota for that, for examples of that. Look at Tennessee's offensive line is not good. No, it's not a good offensive line, but somehow they rushed for 2000 yards. Derrick Henry went for 2000 yards last year behind an, an average offensive line in this league. You don't need to be great, but you need to be just good enough. But uh, now, now this is me being them. But Dale, 
those teams aren't winning Super Bowls right now. That's why you can't invest in the running back position. It just it makes the, the, the Titans aren't going anywhere. They've qualified for the playoffs the last two years, haven't they? Exactly. And here's the thing with that. What, what I say to that is that, okay, but what are the Titans' real problems? The Titans' real problem is they, 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 don't, they didn't have a pass rush. They didn't have a defense that they could count on. And it was a they'd occasionally make plays. The Titans defense, in some ways, reminds me of the, the, the how the Steelers were transitioning to the defense that they have now in the mid to early 2010s when they were when they had to shut off the Polamalu's, the Woodleys, and and that crew. And then they were trying to figure out who was going to be the new nucleus to make their defense. And now they've led the NFL in sacks for four straight years. And um, you know the, the Titans are in that, but that's that's why the Titans can't consistently win games you know they haven't gotten over the top you know in the playoffs that's some bad i mean they've been bad on special teams too that too exactly but there's other reasons but here's the thing the steelers have been decent on on special teams they they still have have given up what one return touchdown in the past since like 2015 something like that something something crazy like that don't Um, say that too loud either because the uh the the (laughs) anti-danny smith crowd will be all over you yeah, oh, trust me. I know. I fight. I fight them off a lot, a lot in the Locked On Steelers podcast. They they've been they've been coming after Danny for years, and I just ain't having it. But on top of that, I'd say that um, you know, you know, people people look at the way this defense plays. You still have a franchise quarterback in Roethlisberger who knows your offense and can distribute the football. And if you give him a balanced running attack with that running back behind him, that's different than saying like you know, if you're if you're a team that's completely rebuilding, like if you're if you're the New York Jets and you take Najee Harris at two, okay, you're dumb. That's that's that that's the that's a different situation. But the Steelers aren't there. They have a nucleus for the future that even when Ben Roethlisberger retires, they've got a lot of young talent on this team and say, hey, there's still something to build around here. And that's why you add a running back. And it, it's not you're, you're not investing all your future in it when, you know, there's you know, when you have an open, easy chance without trading up to get a Justin Fields or someone that you think is a franchise quarterback for the next 10 years. Well, here's the thing, too, Chris, and, and people need to realize this. There are first-round draft picks, and then there are first-round draft picks. Exactly. Your top 15 picks in a draft are your premium picks. Mm-hmm. Okay, those are picks anybody would make any given year. Unless you're the um, Raiders. And, they, yeah, they, well, <laughs> they have their occasional so picks. You're like, what? <laughs> taking, taking a guy at, at pick 24 – or Terrell Edmonds at pick 28 or, or, you know, things of that nature. Those guys aren't necessarily first round draft picks. They just happen to be taken in the first round because once you get past those top 15 or so players, those guys can go in any order over the next 50 or 60 picks based on need. And the Steelers need a running back. Yeah. And I know like one thing you and I preach about how Kevin Colbert operates is that oftentimes when he goes through an off season and he goes through the free agency before the draft, he usually addresses different positions to make it so that he doesn't, that he can solidify things and say, okay, we don't have to jump on, on all these positions in the draft. We can have specific targets. And that's what he's kind of done here. Now, granted, some people say, well, what about, you know, inside linebacker with Vince Williams being gone? It's like, okay, well, that's another target that we think will be there, you know, but that's why they re-signed Cam Sutton so that they could get, they could keep their, you know, another starting cornerback. Um, You know, I, I, I continue to see that this, this, the plan has been, and like you and I have said, it will be is to make sure that one of those top backs are there um and and, and again next year's offense remember at the beginning of the season when the Steelers were averaging 125 yards on the ground per game um they they were that was a big reason what made the offense so fluid and so successful and kept Ben from having to to throw too many passes and eventually start to throw all the interceptions that he threw at the end of the year 
if they can get that kind of balance back, Dale, I, I still see this team as a serious contender in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to have more balance on offense. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, a running back who is a threat uh, makes that offense much better. Um, you know, it, it, when you're in third and one and you can actually run the football consistently, uh, that makes a big difference. If you were in, you know, second and five all the time, that makes a huge difference. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's 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 a slam dunk. It's going to happen. Uh, the Steelers aren't getting through the first two days of the draft without taking a running back. Anybody who thinks differently is just living in the past. Again, I'll go back to this to the, the numbers that I stated uh, numerous times on the website of the thousand yard backs drafted in the NFL mm-hmm. since 2000. 67% of them have come in the first two rounds. If you add the third round into that, you're now up to 80%. What don't people understand about that? It's not a waste of time to draft a running back right. in the first round or in the second round, especially when you don't have a running back. They've thrown third and fourth and fifth round draft mm-hmm. picks at this running back room the last four years and they've had one of the worst rushing attacks in the league over the last three seasons. They've been 29th, 30th, and 32nd running the football since they lost Le'Veon Bell, who, by the way, was a second-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta, you gotta upgrade that running game, and that's the best way to do it. You can't, you're not gonna, you're not gonna overhaul that offensive line in one in one off season. And Benny Snell, quite frankly, is not an NFL caliber starting running back. He just isn't. Yeah. You know, you could you could have the best offensive line in the league with Benny Snell running behind it. Maybe he gets to a thousand yards, but it's not a dynamic rushing attack. No, it would it, it wouldn't scare nobody. Now, here's another thought here, Dale, because you talked about drafting on the first two days. Now, for the of course, for those who might not be draft draft nerds, you know, day day two means. You know, the first, you know, the first two rounds, the, the day one, Thursday is all the first round. Day two is day rounds two and three. Um, but Dale, you know, you and I are looking at this draft class. If the Steelers don't pick the running, the running back that they want, you know, in Harris or ATN or Williams in the first round, what happens in the second round? How urgent do you think they should be to trade up to make sure that the guy that they get, because 55 is a long way to wait for that, for, for those guys to keep <laughs> falling to you. Do you think that they're going to have to trade up to make sure that they get their guy if they pass them on on them in the first round? I really do because fifty five is going to be too low to make something like that happen. Um, you know, there there are too many running back needy teams out there that that pick ahead of them. Um, you know, for, for Atlanta, for example, Atlanta's not taking a running back in the in the first round with their first pick. They're picking fourth overall. Now, if Atlanta would happen to trade back, yeah. That would that would put running back on the table, depending on how far back they go. Uh, but Atlanta is going to have the fourth pick of the second round. That's a premium spot for them to take a running back. Again, there's no there's no difference between pick twenty and pick thirty five or pick forty in most drafts. There really isn't, other than the, the order that those guys are selected. So you know, if you take that guy at twenty four, um, I'm not going to kill them for that. Uh, if they have to, but if they pass on the running back in the first round, they're going to have to move up in the second round to ensure that they get one of those top three guys. 
I agree with you entirely. That's going to have to be the, uh, the the process here. We will keep you updated with that, and we'll get you more updates as we go along here. Um, we are we are we are almost two weeks away from the NFL draft as with this airing on Wednesday. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the things the Steelers are doing in this offseason. Uh, but we'll do that right after this break. Back here on the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast here on DK Sports Radio. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. Remember, subscribe to this show. We are on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're everywhere podcasts are hosted. We do all the things and we cover all the sports here in Pittsburgh. Now, Dale, the Steelers keep signing these low-ranked guys on defensive on on the defensive line. Abdullah Anderson from the Bears, uh, the guy from Kentucky, TJ Carter, you know, but anybody everybody knows that's not going to do much for what the plans are but you know something that 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 you wrote was about how the Steelers shouldn't have and probably won't have any urgency to address the defensive line in this in this draft because of one the skill is there and two the needs I mean they re-signed both Chris Wormley and Tyson Alulu that's your that's your second wave of interior defensive linemen when you're going to those nickel packages and to me I don't think that, that I, I think that makes they make sure it's like, hey, you got other needs in other areas for depth. You're fine there for now, unless you see a guy that you're just like, well, there's no way that guy should be there in the fourth round. We got to take him. Yeah, and really the only guy that I see who who has that kind of potential is would be Milton Williams out of Louisiana Tech. And I I don't believe that he'll be available. So you just pass on the position this year. It's not a great year for defense for uh, in, interior defensive linemen. And, you know, teams tell you what they think about things with the moves that they make. It's no coincidence that the Steelers are adding some of these guys who slipped through the cracks last year at, on the defensive line because it's such a bad defensive line crop in this year's draft. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah uh, called it maybe the worst in the last 10 years, which is really saying something because in 2017, there was one defensive lineman taken in the first round and one taken in the second round. Jeez. of the draft that never happens the, the you know it, it's the planet theory there are only so many you know six five three hundred pounders walking around the planet who are <laughs> athlete who are athletes and so when those guys are available they usually get overdrafted a little bit when 2017 that didn't happen actually it did happen because those guys were overdrafted uh, you know to, uh, Lake and Tomlinson went in the uh, or Dalvin Tomlinson I should say went in the second round mm-hmm. in the uh, the first uh, the first round guy Malik McDowell uh, out of Michigan State was taken by Seattle and he wasn't really considered a first round draft pick but that's where he went and lo and behold he was out of the league within two years so you know this is a bad draft now you know if you're a Steelers fan you should hope that somebody you know comes up to get Christian Barmore or something like that because of need uh, that's where you get yourself into trouble overdrafting a player because of need you know when we in the previous segment we're talking about those top three running backs those guys all belong in the conversation for those top 45 or so picks. Right. Uh, that's that's where they should be drafted. Barmore, to me, is one of the guys in this draft that I look at and say, I could see him going at 25. I could see him going at 55. Mm-hmm. He was a part-time player in Alabama. 
Now it's Alabama. If he was at Kentucky or if he was at, you know, some other smaller, you know, uh, lesser known school. Yeah. He would have been a full-time starter. Right. But the fact remains that he was not a full-time starter at his own school. Um, You know, I get it. They have a lot of, uh, you know, high-end talent there, but you're making a leap of faith. If you're a team that drafts him, that what if, what if he was only playing part-time because that's what he is. You know, he could only, he could only give you 25 or 30, you know, strong snaps a game. What's he going to do when he has to play 60? I don't know. Nobody knows because they haven't seen him do it. Yeah, that's that's what I look at with 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 just trying to get a guy early this year. I mean, Christian Barmore is one of those guys, but like he's it, you need guys who are going to be able to contribute more, you know, more snaps on on either side of the ball. And this year, like you know, like hey, Milton Williams would be interesting. You know, Tommy Togiai maybe if he falls into the later rounds, but you know. It's you, and he again, was a part-time player, and he right, but and again, that's why, like, if, like, like we said, like that's why I said the fourth round when I asked you that question because even the third round, I'm like, there's going to be centers available, there's going to be corners available, there's going to be linebackers, maybe an edge rusher that you want to get to back up your your starters. There's going to be all sorts of options available there, and that, that you don't need behind these guys. And again, you know, even behind, you know, we're, we talked about Wormley and uh, and and Alulu. Behind them, you already got Carlos Davis and Isaiah Bugs, and now all these little guys that you're signing to fight fight it out for the last spots on the depth chart. Don't forget Henry Mondo and Henry. <laughs> and and right, honestly, that's the kind of guys you know. Henry Mondo is a perfect example of mm-hmm. the guys. These the, that's why they, they're signing these kind of guys. These these defensive linemen. Um, you never know when you're going to find that guy who all of a sudden maybe he becomes your sixth lineman, and you didn't use any draft capital to get him. Um, you know, or salary cap because that's the whole point right. is that this isn't right. hurting you at all, right? These guys are guaranteed nothing. Uh, it adds competition in, in your defensive line room without you know expending picks on it. And quite frankly, this isn't a year to use draft picks on defensive linemen, exactly. And and that, that again, that's why. And you know, are the Steelers fortunate that they have you know two stalwart? you know, interior defensive lineman and two it and Hayward to start. Yeah. But that's why you draft when you draft and you make sure you get the right guys. And that's why there's no pressing need to get anybody in the NFL draft at those positions this, this year, on top of the fact that that, that class, you know, just isn't as, as strong this year. It's as weak. it has. Been. I mean, yeah. I mean, you look at, you look at it like, you know, a year ago, a year ago when we were, when we'd be talking about this, you know, we were talking about, you know, Jalen Twyman being, being at the top of the class. Well, then he didn't, he didn't play for a year. And then his, 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 uh, his pro day was basically him throwing up a lot of, uh, a lot of bench press reps, but not having really the, 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 the quickness or explosiveness that you thought with his lower body that he might, you know, portray with the, with the things he did in his junior or his, his, his 2019 season. So, you know, you're looking at, you know, a lot of guys like, hey, if if one of those guys falls to the fifth or sixth round or, you know, and you're thinking, hey, you know what, worth a shot at this point because, you know, versus, you know, get, getting another tight end that won't be able to get any snaps like Zach Gentry or something like that. Um, but but all in all, with all the other Steelers need, this is just one area I just I don't think they're going they're going to address. And it's an it's an area that, hey, in, you know, in a year or two, maybe that's something that they do address. And I mean, remember. Javon Hargrave is a third round pick. They can, you know, in, in future years, they can still get other positions. Like say you want to get a corner next year or a quarterback, or whatever you're doing, you could still get a good defensive lineman in the middle rounds when you actually need to get one that's going to be part of your future plans for this defense. Yeah. Uh, again, the bottom line, just, you're not doing it this year. The uh, defensive line group is weaker than Cheney's football team. All right. 
Them's fighting words, <laughs> sir. Them is fighting words. You're going to come at the first historically black college and university like we still have a football team. We don't even have one. Dang it. Yeah, but I saw I saw them play when they still did, and they were awful. Listen, man, I, I played <laughs> in the marching band, and in four years, in four years of playing in the marching band, I never saw them win a game. There were two games that I missed, and they won both of them. And the first game after I graduated, I'm listening to the radio, and they won. And I'm like, I, 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 mean, I don't know what the heck this is. Now, they still well, lost every other game that year. But, yeah, that, that's – why you got? Why you got to do that to me, man? Like I'm you gotta just pick just, of the scab. I'm just. I'm and hey, I, I saw the I saw them play in person when they had James Big Cat Williams, and oh, they wow. still so you went and back they were the still day. bad. They were still bad. Hey, hey, hey! Listen, they listen. were bad. For, they were historically bad. Yes. As opposed to <laughs> listen, listen. To, to further emphasize, to further emphasize how bad they are. And if you watch the Water Boy, when Dan Patrick is talking about the fake university that Adam Sandler's attending, there's a list of like fictional schools that they're on of of the worst football teams of all time in college football, and Cheney is on that list. Of all these fictional made up schools, Cheney is on that list. And I'm just like. And there was nothing fictional about and it. There was nothing, it was, it was like, like, really, like you could have made up all these other names. You made up all these other names, but you threw us in there. That, y'all, y'all just ate right. But hey, man, we still, we still love it. But hey, also, Big Cat Williams, double alumni here because uh, he went to Alderdice as well. So that's uh, that's my that's my high school and my college. Check that out. But we we're known for other great things. So get out, get out my face, Dale Lolly, with you, with you, with you, with you coming at me about my alma mater. But hey, thanks for listening to the uh, to the uh, Lolly Carter Steelers podcast here on DK Sports Radio. We hope that you're enjoying the show. If you are, please rate us five stars with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you can that you can rate us. Remember, you can subscribe to us on any of the major podcast platforms. Stay tuned. We got a lot more coming this week. I'm giving you some pit talk. DK's got his daily shot. There's all the other things going on, and we will be getting back to you guys here with Lolly and Carter on, on Saturday with our NFL Draft Podcast.